All right, I just got to find my sermon. All right, let us start in praying. Dear Heavenly Father, I am so thankful to come together. Thank you for this beautiful day and this time to come and worship you. Let us please shut out the world, open our minds and heart to you, Lord, and please let the Holy Spirit come down upon us today. In your heavenly name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, how is everybody doing today? Oh, it's been fun this morning. Um, Pastor Phil, as you know, is on the, uh, out this weekend, and we that sound system and stuff, I've never touched it before, so we got it working, praise God. And we're doing, we're not supposed to be streaming, but we are streaming through my phone if it's working, so it's been fun. You know, it's been a really rough month for me. Um, this Sunday is the last Sunday of my old home church. They are closing as of today. And there's a lot of good news and a lot of broken emotions. It's kind of like a, that's always been my safe place. When the world got crazy, I'd go in my office and pray and work on sermons or talk or yell at God, you know, depending on what was going on. And it's now gone. But, like, God closes one door, he opens another. I'm officially here now. So you guys are stuck with me and my boys. And Michelle, as soon as she gets better, she's going to be joining us. She's been having a lot of health issues lately. But she is hopefully watching today. Um, but it's been a lot. And it's been so much. But as I said, God is good. I have We have a new home. Satan will push us and push us and push us and hit us where we are the most vulnerable because he's a punk. He can't take us on head on. You know, he wants so much of many of us to quit. And that's the title of today's sermon is I quit. And, you know, it fit in so perfect with Pastor Phil's sermon last Sunday. We did not communicate. We did not about what I was preaching or what he was preaching. And when he was talking about when the going gets tough and I'm talking about I quit, you know, it's kind of like part two. You know what? God doesn't want us to quit. He never quit on us. He never will quit on us. But this world is so crazy. Everything has been going on. You know, we get to the point where we want to give up, you know, the white flag. I mean, honestly, since I've been in ministry, I have been at war with Satan in my house, my family, my kids' house. My son was so sick for two months. That's a tough kid. Let's just put it that way. You know, and it's like, no matter what, is we always have to say, focus on what's important and who won the battle, who won the war. Like I always preach and talk about, we don't fight for victory, we fight from victory. The war just isn't over yet. We've already won. You know, Satan wants us to feel out of control. How many times have you felt like everything is going crazy in our lives, our family, you know, our jobs, everything breaking at the gas pump, things are out of control. I never thought I would put $70 in gas in a Jeep. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. 40 used to fill that thing. You know, it's kind of painful at the gas pump. But there's so much going on. And, the, you know, I preached a whole sermon about being out of control, how we feel about it. In fact, I think I don't remember if I preached it here or at the other church, but the whole sermon was about how to get control back. And the first thing is we have to let go. We have to let God take the wheel. You know that song, Jesus Take the Wheel? 
You know, I always love that bumper sticker that says, God is my co-pilot. He should not be your co-pilot. He should be your pilot. I want to be along for the ride because, you know, whenever I get in truck driving the wheel, things get crazy, get messed up. I mean, how many of us experienced that life? When we try to do it ourselves, what happens? We can do this ourselves. We can take care of this problem ourselves. No. We need to trust God. We need to spend time with God and turn it over to him. And that brings me to my first scripture. There's no PowerPoint because I don't know how to do it, and there's nobody back there to do it. So um, Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. When you trust in God, that's how you know peace. That is how you stop letting Satan push your buttons. I'm not going to lie. There's been points in my life in ministry where, for a second, I'm like, maybe it'd be easy if I stepped down and stopped doing this. Maybe Satan leave me alone. But that's when my redneck side kicks in. <laughs> and yeah, I am. I, you know, he punches. You know what? I punch him back every Sunday I'm up here. And I'm going to continue doing it. I don't know how to stop. I don't know how to walk away from a calling. We all have a calling. If God has called you to do something, if you're not doing it, you're never going to know peace. You're never going to get your life under control. It is so important. If God's calling you to preach to somebody, talk to a family member about Jesus, share Christ at work. I do that. I don't care. Ask me a question. I will answer it. And that's where we need to take control. We need to let go of it and let God take control. And that's how we gain control. Then when Satan can't rattle your cage when God is in control of your life. Instead of looking at what is out of control in your life, look at who is in control. When, when the door is pulled shut in front of you, stop trying to open it. Stop trying to walk through it. Go through the other door that God has opened for you. Because he closes doors, he opens doors. He closes doors that cannot be closed and opens doors that cannot be opened. That's the God we serve. How can you quit on that? You know, Satan wants us to give up. He wants us to feel weak. He wants us to feel all this fear. He wants to feel like our life is out of control because you know what? He's out of control. Not us, not God. God's plan is falling into place. You know, they always say the world's falling apart. No, it's falling into place. You can't read the Bible and look what's going on in the world and say, wow, that's right here. So God's plan is coming to an end. And we have the privilege to be here in a time where we can look to the sky and watch for our Savior's return. Every day, I'm like, is this going to be the day, Jesus, where you come back? You know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking for the day when our King of Kings and our Lord of the Lord comes back. You know, I'll be out of a job because it says the, preach, the gospel will be preached for the last time. But you know what? I'm sure the unemployment's good in heaven. <laughs> you know, but what's so important is we stay focused and we don't give in. You know, so many times we try something. We're going to lose weight. So we try it for a week. And we lose three pounds and then we see that chocolate cheesecake and we gain it right back in one sitting. You know, the important thing is, yeah, you slipped, you fell, get back up. You lost three pounds, you can do it. In my life, I have lost over 130 pounds. I used to be a big boy. 
And it did not happen overnight. It took a commitment. And I do slip I, every once in a while. It's like, I cannot say no to a donut. <laughs> I eat them on Sunday because they're holy. Get it? The holy. No. <laughs> but, no. <laughs> but you know what? Next day, I'm not, I'm making sure that I eat right the next day. I work out some, you know, because I have two kids I want to see grow up. And I couldn't do it at over 400 pounds. You know, but we all, nothing is hopeless with God. You know, God gave us this body, so it's our job to take care of it. You need to put it in that perspective. You know, we need to stop looking at everything in our life that is out of control and look at who is in control. And God's never sleeps. He's always there. So, like I said, you want to know peace, perfect peace. You must trust in God. The second thing is Satan wants us to feel hopeless. One of the reasons people quit is the sense of being hopeless. You know, it happens in marriage. It happens in our job. It happens on the bathroom scale. You know, I hate that thing. It lies. No. <laughs> you start taking clothes off your boots. That's why it. You know? But we need to stop fighting. We need to stop trying to stop fighting things that we cannot change and just trust God to change them. You know, and I have known people who have been alcoholics their entire life. I had a friend of mine named Tony at work, which I want him to give his testimony, but he's too chicken. He is. I, I hope he's watching because I'm calling you a chicken, Tony. I love you, brother. But he had long hair down here, rotted out teeth, comes to me one day at work and says, I'm getting baptized. And now this guy would get the shakes through the day because he wasn't getting his crown royal. And I'm like, is the water going to boil? But no, that's what went through my head. That's not what I said. Well, he got baptized. Next thing I know, he's got a haircut. Okay. Then he's like, comes to me, he goes, I want you to pray for me. I'm going to stop drinking today. It's been 10 years he hasn't touched a drink. Amen. 10 years he's been stone sober. He, he's involved with the church out in Vermilion. He married an awesome woman who's a godly woman. She is amazing. To put up with Tony, she has to be. But like I said, I love you, Tony. And I'm over in his barn the one day, and in the corner of his barn is a stack of crown royal bottles. Like, I'm like, first thing I do, he goes, no, I keep those to remind me what God has changed in my life. There is always hope when you do change it over to God. There is no reason to quit. You're going to have hard days. There's going to be days when you feel like you cannot go on any further. But you know when they get the worst is when you step away from God. When you step away from the one who is in control. When we, we rely on ourselves, we're going to fail. Like I said, I always pick on self-help books. A book written by somebody who is as jacked up as you are trying to tell you how to make your life better. They're good for one thing, leveling a coffee table <laughs> or looking like you're smart because you got books on your shelf. But it's so important. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah uh, 29, verse 11, for I know your plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans of welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. 
How can we plan on that? God has a plan for each and every one of us. He's called you here. He's brought you here. No matter what you have done in your life, he has brought you to this point. You know, I talk to people, and I have a friend of mine who's a Marine. He fought, did two tours in Afghanistan. And he had to do some horrific stuff, being a Marine, fighting a war. And he's like, how can God forgive me for this? How can God call me? He wants to be a minister. How can God call me? I go, God knew what you were going to do before you were even born. He knew what you were going to be called. You were in service of your country. And God still called you. So who is denying God? God's denying you or are you denying him? If he called you to it, he's going to bring you through it. And that is what's so important. And one of the things that always causes us to want to quit is we doubt God. We doubt what God can do. We put a limit on him. We, we focus on the problem when we forget about the 99 times he saved our butts before that problem. I mean, how many here have been through stuff? The only reason you're standing here right now is God. Right here's one of them. The only reason I am standing in front of you is God. Yeah, problems have happened. Problems will come in your lives. You know, and Satan wants you to give up. He wants you to lay that white flag and give up. You know, how, you know, how many times did my mom pray for me to come, to come to know God? I think she wore her rosary out. All that gray hair when she would sit here, that was her fault, <laughs> my fault. And, you know, sometimes we fall. And we always fall when we stop looking at what's important. When we stop looking at the cross and start looking at our problems. You know, it happened to a lot of people in the Bible. You look at Peter in Matthew 14, uh, chapter 14, verse 31. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why do did you doubt? You know, in this scripture, Peter sees Jesus walking on the water. And he wants to go out there with him. And he does. And when he's focused on Jesus, he's walking on the water. He, can you imagine the walk on the water? That's pretty cool. But when he looked at the storm and the waves, he got afraid and he doubted himself. And what's so important now about this little, little snippet of skip scripture is, what did Jesus do in this situation? That he said, yeah, bye. No, he reached out his hand and pulled him up. And that's what he does when every time we feel like we are going to quit and we give our life and our love and our trust to the one who loves us, to the one who has died on the cross for us. That is so important to remember that. We need to shut Satan up in our heads. He wants us to doubt. He wants to live in fear, us to live in fear and not by faith. Like I said, how many times has God come through in your life? How many times have you been in a situation where you're like, how am I going to get through this? And you've gotten through it. Something happened. Somebody called. Somehow the money showed up. Somehow your son overnight gets better. Like I said, Josh was really sick after COVID. I was scared for him. He has asthma and everything, and it was bad. I text Phil. It was so funny. I text Phil, I'm like, I don't know how much more I can take. I told him what was going on. He, 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 I'll show you. He texted me this prayer back. And the next day, my son was okay. You can't tell me God doesn't work. God doesn't fix things. 
Why can why do we give up on him when he never gives up on you? Like I talked about that church closing, it makes me sad. I'm glad to be here. I am excited to be here. But it makes me sad that a church is closing its doors in today, today's time. We need the church and we need in here more than ever. We need our church family. We need the fellowship. We need the worship and praise God. No matter what's going on in our lives, we need to praise him. He gives us strength when we have none. And you're going to take that and step away from that? I know I'm not. What if Jesus carrying the cross said, I've had it. I'm done. Peter doesn't listen. Thomas is always late. I, I'm, you know, I'm struggling. No, he never stopped. One time he asked for this cup to be taken from him. But what was this next thing he said? But your will be done, Lord. We need to find that strength in his faith as he has faith in us. It is so, it is so important. You know, in Matthew 21, 21, 21, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and no doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go and throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. How many here have a mountain in their lives that need moved right now? Something that you're facing, you need moved. Guess what? We can't do it by ourselves. And if we quit, that mountain's still going to be there. But if we have the faith to tell it to move with the God, voice God has given us, it'll move. God has given us the power inside of us when Satan attacks. We can say the name of Jesus and command him to leave, and he has to leave. We quit. Guess what? He's never going to leave. It's never going to get better. You know, how many people do you know that their whole lives, they, you have wanted them to come to God? You wanted them to come to God, and they have. What would have happened if you quit and didn't stop talking to him about it? I know my friend Brian, who I think next weekend he was killed 20 years ago in a car I was supposed to be in. That guy hammered me about being reborn and giving my life to Christ. I thought I was Catholic. I went to confession, and I was good. But no, he never gave up. And he was killed in the car wreck. And it took 30 years, 20 years for me to come to Christ. But he never gave up. That's what faith is. And you know, I was mad at God for a while. I didn't talk to him. I was angry. I blamed myself. Because I was supposed to go with him. And I didn't go with him. If I would have drove, it would have been different. You can't do that. You can't change what happened. You know, I was mad. A guy, I stopped. I didn't want to hear about him. I didn't want to talk to him. I thought he was this ogre. But you know what? Everything was his plan. My best friends in heaven before me, worshiping the king. And I keep his obituary in my Bible. I read it. And I, every time that I'm up here, every time that I preach, every time that I teach, I'm honoring him in a gift of somebody that wouldn't quit. On an idiot who well, was me. You know, we all have mountains in our lives, and when we have the faith, the faith, any mountain that is in our way can be moved. Any addiction can be broken. Our marriages can be fixed. Our kids can come back to Christ. You know, I'm lucky. I have two boys that love God. Love them. 
I, I walk by and Michael's praying, or he's downstairs doing the, listen to worship music, which I wanted to come up here and sing for you, but he's too shy. <laughs> he loves doing Toby Mac, and he does speak life. It is awesome. But they get it. You know, there's always hope. There's always a chance when there's Christ. You know, and the, the fourth point I want to talk about is Satan wants us to feel powerless. And that is the one I hate the most because sometimes I'm a fixer. I have to fix everything. I have to fix people. I have to fix, you know, I fix cars for a living. And there's just sometimes you can't fix. It just like, and Satan wants us to feel so powerless that we give up. He'll put that bug in your, oh, you can never be a pastor. You can't do this. Well, God tells us I can. So where I, he gave me the power. I, like I told you before, I'll never forget the day I got the calling. I'm in my Jeep driving home, and God told me he wanted me to be a pastor. I'm looking in the back seat because I know he wasn't talking to me. I'm like, you're talking to somebody that did not have the courage to stand up and do his final history report in front of the class because I was too shy. Believe it or not, I was shy at one time. <laughs> you know, and I come home, I'm looking for my outs. I tell my wife who's known all the junk I've done in my life, all the craziness, the times that she locked me out of the house because I was at the bar too long, which we won't talk about it, it's a cold night. <laughs> you know what she said to me? What's stopping you? <laughs> That is what's so important. You know, Isaiah 12, 22 tells us, God is my savior. I will trust him and not be afraid. The Lord gives me power and strength. He is my savior. How can we ever doubt with that when Jesus is your savior? It is so important to remember that every time. I got a couple of scriptures I'm going to read. Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not, not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God's right hand is holding you up. It says right there, I am your God. How can we walk away from that? Things are hard in this world. Things are getting worse. But you know what? God is not going anywhere. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you hanging. It is so important for us always, always to remember that. He is my Savior, my God. He is your Savior, your God. He has called you. He has protected you. He has loved you since the womb. And this is my favorite, Deut Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not panic. For the Lord your God will go ahead of you. He will neither fall, fail you, or nor abandon you. We all, we, we have a book of promises. And we have a living God full of promises. And it's the Bible. Romans 8, 11 tells us that the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he will give you life to your mortal body 
by the same Spirit living within you. We have the same power that raised Christ from the dead in us. And we're going to quit. We're going to give up. I'm glad God didn't give up on us. I didn't, I'm glad he didn't give up on me for 40-some years calling me to him. It is so important to remember that the same power that raised Christ from the dead is in you. Without Christ, we are nothing. With Christ, we are unstoppable. I always love, I didn't bring the scripture up, but anybody ever remember the story of the seven sons of Sceva? Sceva? They're running around exercising demons, and they're using God's name. They're using Paul's name. And they come to this house where this demon was bad. And they start their stuff, and they're saying, the name of you know, Jesus, in the name of Paul. And the demon looks right at him, and he goes, I know who Paul is, and I know who Jesus is. Who are you? And to me, it's the biggest butt whooping in the Bible. They were beat so bad in the scripture that they ran out of the house naked. Now, that's a bad butt whooping. That's what our lives is without Christ. We can throw the words around, but unless we are truly living with him, in him, we are doomed for failure. As long as we are walking with Christ, as long as we are trusting him and putting our faith, there's nothing that we can use, that, can, that Satan can use against us. You know, in the New Living Translation, Jesus in the wilderness, that Jesus was led led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word coming from the mouth of God. The first part of the scripture is so true of how Satan likes to attack us. He likes to attack us when we're weak. And he wants to lead us away from something. He wants us to lead us from our church, from our people who support us. But Jesus knows the answers. He's like, you can't live by bread alone. You can't live on trying to please yourself. You have to live by every word that comes from God. And that's what we need to do to stay strong and not give in. Then the devil took him to the holy city city, and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. He said, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels coming to you, and they will lift you up by their hands so, that not, so you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered, it is also written, do not put your Lord, your God, to the test. You know, that's what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to be led away from God. We don't put God to the test. You know, God is always there. You know, God tests us, but we do not have to ever test God because he never has to prove himself to us. He has proved himself by his actions. And it is so important. Then the angel took the, the again, the devil took, why is my screen getting dim? The devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. I will give you all this, he said, if you will, 
bow down and worship me. Jesus said, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came to attend to him. The devil will tempt us and promise us things like if we leave this church, if we stop in ministry, this will be better. This will be better. It'll never be better without God. And right here is the power that we have to tell Satan, go away, pack your bags, plunk, and get out of my life. Get out of my house, get out of my family, for I follow God. I will not quit. I will not drop the cross. It is so important in our lives that we live that way. You want victory? You only find it in Jesus. You want to break an addiction? You only find it in Jesus. You want to save your marriage? You only find it in Jesus by loving like him and understanding. Stop trying to change the other person and ask God to change your heart. It makes a difference. When we quit, when we give up, nothing ever good comes from quitting. I'm always reminded, what if God quit on us? He never will. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your son, and I thank you for loving us, for never forsaking us, for always being there for us, God. I pray that people find strength in their darkest, weakest moments in you, Lord, that not another person walks away from their calling, not another person walks away from their marriage, that gives up on life, that they know that you are the victory. Only victory can be found in you, Lord. I pray for the lost. I pray that Somebody out there listening today wants to come home to you, Lord. Let the angels rejoice today. In your heavenly name I pray, amen.